Hey friends, I'm Casey and this is Let's Tell Their Story. In the United States alone, over the past 40 years, over 200,000 cases have gone unsolved. Whether that be missing persons, unsolved murders, or unsolved suspicious deaths, I'm here to tell you the stories about the cases that were never solved. I hope I can bring light to these cold cases that just sit and collect dust. I go through every case with as much research as I possibly can and give you the knowledge that I was able to find. So grab your warmest blanket, find a comfy spot to relax, and let me tell you a story. If you're doing chores like washing dishes, laundry, or even at work, it's okay. You can listen to story time. Sometimes it takes 20, 30, or more than 40 years for a Jane or John Doe to be identified. And in some circumstances, the possibility for identification must wait on technology and scientific developments to evolve. Today, I would like to bring to light three Jane Doe's, two that now have a name and some closure to their families, and one that I've personally known about my entire life. And sadly, she still doesn't have her birth name reunited with her, but a whole community knows of her. And even if she never wanted to be famous in, in many ways, she has become famous in a few small towns. While working construction near or on an apartment complex in McLean, Virginia, the construction crew came across what appeared to be that of skeletal remains near the drainage ditch on September 27, 2001. Those skeletal remains were not that of an animal, but that of a human body. When the skeletal remains were, re were reviewed by police and medical ex examiners, it was apparent that the skeleton had been shot by the, the gunshot wound to the head, and that it was a woman in either her late teens to early 20s, and most likely that of African-American descent with probably red dyed hair. There were also clothing items found with the remains. However, after the chief medical examiner and an anthropologist carried out a review, the gunshot to the back of the head was the cause of death, but the race of African American was incorrect. In fact, it was a Caucasian woman. In 2022, the Fairfax County Cold Cases Detectives partnered with Othram Inc., which is a forensics genealogy corporation specializing in disappearances and unsolved murders. With the genome test done, genome is just a fancy way to, of saying a complete set of DNA genetic materials in an organism. It didn't take long for them to get a hit. The results linked to an Ancestry.com profile. Could this be what 20 years of advancements bring for the Fairfax County cold case detectives? Sitting in the living room of Veronique, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing Veronique, Duperly's living room, the lab took DNA test of Veron... I'm just going to call her V because this is a very difficult name to pronounce. And within 15 minutes, there were, was a 100% match of V. Duperly 
that the skeletal remains found on September 27, 2001 were that of her 17-year-old half-sister, Patricia Agnes Gildawi. Patricia was born in France, February of 1958, and she was only and she was only eight months old when she came to the United States. But the story doesn't end with V. V had a story to tell the detectives as the year 1975 came flooding back to her. She informed them that Patricia had been dating an older man, believed to be in his 30s, and that he was in an employee of a now closed upholstery store and he had a he had had a white Cadillac Eldorado with red interior that Patricia had been driving. V told the detectives that the last time she had seen Patricia that she noticed noticed bruises on Patricia's arms, shoulders, and the back of her legs. When V questioned Patricia about the bruises, Patricia told her sister I fall a lot. Well, V knew better, and February 8th, 1975 was the last time that V spoke to or seen her sister Patricia. With this new lead, the police would like to talk to the boyfriend that Patricia had at the time, but they don't have his name, and the upholstery store near Church Street and Lawyers Road in Vienna is now closed. Authorities are asking anyone with any information about Patricia Agnes Gildawi's disappearance or death to contact the Fairfax County Crime Solvers at 1-866-411-8477 and you can stay anonymous. In the bushes at the mile marker 26 southbound side of I-55 in Lincoln County, Mississippi, a nude woman's body lay there, September 1989, at the rest stop. Her brown, natural, curly, or wavy, shoulder-length hair unveiled a scar on her forehead. She was 5 foot 2, 140 pounds, with another scar on her right thigh. Investigators es estimated her to be somewhere between 16 and 35 years of age. Brookhaven, Mississippi, buried in a pauper's plot at Rose Hill Cemetery, lay Jane Doe. In 1990, 26-year-old Alfred Ray Case was arrested and convicted of manslaughter of the woman found at the rest stop and wouldn't be eligible for release until July 31st, 2030. In 2003, Alfred Ray Case told a reporter from the Daily Leader that he had picked up a sex worker in New Orleans named Jenny Mitty, and that was the name of the strangled Jane Doe, but it wasn't at all. In 2009, law enforcement was working extremely hard for leads to the identity of Jane Doe. They entered her into the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System, NAMUS, as case number UP4769. This is also the site that I go to for my mid-month missing episodes, but even with exhaustive efforts, no leads and no matches were to be found, and the case ended up going cold. Once again, author 
Othrums Inc. I'm not sure if that's Othrums or Othrums, but I'm, it's O-T-H-R-A-M. I'm pretty sure it's Othrums. Would come into play in 2022. The cold case unit of Mississippi Bureau of Investigation reached out to Lincoln County Sheriff Steve Rushing to explore the possibility of forensic genetic genealogy testing to possibly give back Jane Doe's birth name. Since the department still had files on and they still had some of the evidence from the case, it was a go. And off went the evidence to Othram's. And on May 10th, 2023, through the additional testing of a close family member, Jane Doe was identified positively as Melinda Lou Barnhouse, a native of Maryland. The circumstances on how Melinda ended up in Mississippi is completely unclear. As this is a fairly new solved case, not many details are known, such as what age Melinda was when she went missing, or what age she was when she's found, or her date of birth. Close family members have been contacted have been in contact with Sheriff Rushing, and they do intend to make a trip at some point this year to Brookhaven. In some cases, the killer gets caught before the victim even has a name. So, on to the last one. Since I was a kid, I've known about this Jane Doe. She became part of not only mine, but just about anyone that I know back home who she's a whodunit and who is she. On May 4th, 1984, around 9.45 p.m., a couple out for a drive on a backcountry road think nothing of the two-door compact yellow car parked on the side of the road with a man standing outside of the car working his way from the passenger side to the driver's side of a 1982 yellow Datsun. Old Line Road, the road in the country, at first doesn't start out as an I'm lost in the middle of nowhere road for approximately three miles. If you look to your right or left, depending on which direction you're coming from, you can see, you can still see the main highway, Highway 1461. Right there in the near distance is the highway, the highway that connects La Crosse, Wisconsin to Madison. But don't stare too long as Jump Hill is in the horizon, and if you hit that with wrong speed or angle, you're bound to end up wrapped around a tree, and if you have successfully made it over jump hill your elevation is going to dip as a steep hill is in front of you and even though the highway is still the same distance away you can no longer see it so this particular hill is important because this is where the couple had seen the yellow compact car at at the bottom of the hill I, when I was growing up, I was told that she was found in one area and it's kind of a back road crossroad area. And from what I am learning, where she was found is kind of like the intersection because there's kind of a ditched ditch area. So this particular hill is actually is important because this is where the couple had seen the yellow compact car at.
at the bottom. About two hours later, three teenagers were coming down this, the exact, very exact same hill and noticed something out of the ordinary laying there in the ditch. On closer visual, they realized it was a body of an elderly woman who appeared to be brutally beaten, wearing what seemed to be a handmade multicolored three-quarter length coat over a black dress with blue and white large paisley print, a light blue turtleneck over her dress and nylons rolled just above the knees with size eight and a half tan slip-on shoes. And then there was the mystery of her hands. Where had they gone? They had been dismembered from her body at the wrist. The three teenagers quickly notified the sheriff's department and the sheriff's deputy was on, on the scene by 11.50 p.m. on May 4th, 1984. The deputy noticed almost immediately that there were fresh tire tracks in the gravel that made had made a U-turn. And I was trying to find out whether in 1984 if this road was still gravel because it's paved now. But obviously, if you can see a U-turn in the gravel, it was probably still a gravel road at that time. When this little bit of information made the news, the couple had called the sheriff's department about the suspicious yellow Datsun. While the investigators were investigating the scene, they came across some blood, a man's broken Seiko watch, and what appeared to be a piece of a fractured denture. But her hands were nowhere to be found. DNA had been collected and there were raised lettering on her dentures. On the upper denture, the numbers 420 were inscribed and 289 on the bottoms. She appeared to be between 55 and 60 years of age and would become a mystery for Vernon County. It wouldn't be until May of 2018 that some questions would be answered the victim's clothing had been sent off for forensic testing, and it was discovered that she was not a native of the area. There was a specific pollen on her clothing that was native to the southwestern states, such as possibly Arizona or New Mexico, or at least she had spent time there. There have been over 400 leads in this case alone over the years, but nothing concrete has stuck. There have been seven women that have been linked to this Jane Doe, but each one of them has turned out to not be her. So you can imagine that for almost 40 years, a woman that not only lost her hands, which have never to this day been found, and has never gotten her name back in rural, small town Wisconsin, the rumors of what happened that night have definitely circulated. The most speculated rumor is that it was her son that murdered her and took her hands in order to keep collecting her social security checks. Another highly speculated rumor is that she was in an abusive marriage or relationship and had already been made to cut ties with her family. So there are so many different speculated rumors to this horrendous death that I felt it was important to bring up just the two most populated speculations. So for almost 40 years, a woman 
that was brutally murdered and dismembered and dumped on the side of the road like trash has become the talk of many generations. For many small surrounding towns, she still doesn't have a name, even if she never sought out fame. She, she's famous where I come from, and when science and forensics give her a name, she'll continue to be the topic of discussion that everyone will know, know about. So if you have any information on the Vernon County Jane Doe, call the Vernon County Sheriff's Department at 608-637-2123. Her case number is 26UFWI. So sometimes it takes 20 years for a Jane Doe to get a name even when she's been gone for over 40 years. Sometimes the killer is caught years before the Jane Doe gets her name. And then there are are the cases that a whole county, generations after generations, that want answers, and for our Jane Doe to finally be re reunited with her birth name.